Hi. Um, so before we started this, we were saying we were gonna go, we were gonna count down ten to one before we started recording this. But well, we decided to say forty-five, one. And so then we after that, we went we, from forty-five to one. Yes, and, and then we read parts of a copyrighted newspaper, <laughs> which which was not a good idea. So we had to restart. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Well, uh, welcome to episode two. Uh, it definitely feels like the second episode because we're not productive at all right now. Second episode <laughs> vibes. Um, okay, so I'll introduce the first topic. No, we have time. Okay, fine, fine, fine. We have to talk about things. What do you talk about? Life. <laughs> well, we should talk um, about life. I should put this in the middle. It's a Friday. Today is a Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> whatever day you want it to be. It's whatever day. It could be Valentine's Day. It could See, be Christmas. Whenever you're listening to this, it's that day. It's Jesus. that day. <laughs> it's whatever. See, the mind is. If you listen to it on a Monday, though, it's a Tuesday. And if you listen to it on a Friday, it's a Tuesday. But if you listen to it on a Tuesday, it's a Tuesday. And if you listen to it on a Wednesday, it's a Wednesday. I don't get That's that. just how it works. I don't I don't know. Um, but apparently, what was I going to say? I don't even remember. Oh, right. I, so I was saying that it's whatever day you want it to be because the mind is such a vast place and everything is in the mind. So. Can we talk about how I told 50 people Merry Christmas and Happy New Year on Valentine's Day? Yeah. Let's talk about that. That <laughs> that happened. Um, that happened. End of conversation. That happened. Yeah. Well, it's very straightforward. You told fifty people, "Merry Christmas," and most of them went along with it. Most of them said "Merry Christmas" back. One girl said "Merry Diwali." Merry Diwali. Okay. Now we're gonna go to topic one. Okay. Introduce topic one. Okay. So the first topic is pretty it's not light okay um we will not make the same the second one last time the second one is light well we'll see how light it gets um it's we'll supposed see. to be light but we'll see uh the first topic is um are is our american is the american education system preparing us for the real world or just for college and then you can introduce the second topic we should finish the first topic first. Don't you introduce inter- both topics? No, you introduce the first topic and then you talk about it. Because then that keeps people listening because then they don't know what the second topic is. Sure. You know? Let's you talk know? about the okay. first topic. Let's talk about the first topic. Okay. Uh, well. Okay, wait. So for reference, this is the intro. This is the intro of the first topic. So. Should we re-record this part? No, it's fine. Okay. okay. School is meant to help. Um, okay, well, let's let's just read this. So, we have a few notes here, but we started off with school is meant to prep us for the real world. That's why we take all these classes. But we were, we're here today to talk about how That's well... That's why we're told we take all these classes. Right, so... Now we're here to discuss, is that really what's happening? Um, we have here, this is why schools have a bell system. What does that mean? Basically, my, one of my teachers said this. We have bells in school, and when you hear the bell, you get up and you leave. You don't sit there wondering what the bell is for. You know? 
Which is, yeah. See, I think that... It's making us robots. So, (laughs) I feel like the thing that... What we were talking about the real world is not jobs. Because obviously, having a high school diploma is going to help you get a job in the real world. But we're talking about more of life skills like paying your bills, paying your taxes, how to use credit cards, and how, like, interest works, and all, all of this. Things we need. Parallel parking. Parrot, parallel, aren't, no, they don't actually do just that. They just tell us that we have to know that. I feel like you have financial literacy courses, but I feel like now that, especially in our school, it's kind of become a checkbox thing. Uh, I feel like there's just so much focus on STEM, and STEM is important, but I feel like... There's focus on things that we're never going to really, really use. No, I mean, I think there's focus on things that we will use, but not enough of that. I feel like the focus needs to transition from being heavy on STEM to a little bit more on life things. Um... You know, my band teacher is talking about this. He was talking about how STEM has become such a big thing. And it's like, you have to take STEM in order to be successful. And I think that you, like, I think saying that you have to take STEM to be successful is completely incorrect. And the band teacher was saying how success is relative. And I think that that's another important thing that I agree with. Success is so relative and it's so dependent on what, a person believes success for one person does not have to be the same for another person like i said earlier it's all in the mind it's all how you interpret it so i think that the school needs to stop pushing stem on everyone if you want to do it then do it but pushing you can't stem be forced on everyone to be, do stem and i know i know not everyone is doing stem but i feel like even if no one is outright telling you you have to pursue a career in stem there's that underlying pressure telling you that you should you have to do stem and i think they need to how do i say this like unbuild that that idea that you have created that stem destruct destroy that idea that stem is success destroy the construct (laughs) the construct that stem is success because it can be but is it my apish teacher once said that here's the thing about being a doctor. The oh, being a doctor is very is a lot of input for very little output. And if you really want to be want to get money, finance, finance, <laughs> just become finance. Um, but- you handle other people's money. You can take it from. Them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, see, if you want, if a person wants to do STEM, they should obviously do STEM. But that has to be because you have some interest in it. And I feel like schools should encourage you. And they can, if they want to prepare you for the real world, they should encourage you to put your time, your effort, and your passion in something you're actually interested in. Mm-hmm. By the time you get to high school, let's be honest, you've done most of the base work. Okay, here's the thing about, like, high school. The subjects that you learn in high school. Not even after, the activities I, I that you do. After sophomore year, you've done the base work. Junior year and senior year should be the, the years where you kind of are allowed to... No, see, because you you need to, even for, like, basic finance jobs, right? Mm -hmm. You need to know addition, subtraction, multiplication, division. Actually, you don't even need to know that. The calculator will do it for you. But if, say you did need to know that, like, you absolutely needed to know that. 
you learn that by fifth grade everything after that is filler because they ran out of easy stuff to teach you so they're teaching you hard stuff like geometry and calculus so geometry see then you get the counter argument is that geometry is useful because if you want to become an architect or something like that and it is useful but, but I not like, everybody is going yeah, to be an yeah. architect yeah I mean, I would even say geometry is fine, but then you get into AP Calc BC. What is AP Calc BC? <laughs> when is no AP- one even knows what that means unless you're in AP Calc BC. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure after you graduate AP Calc BC, you're going to question what was You are never going AP- to use that Unless ever. you become a mathematician, and that's unless not Unless you become a math teacher. <laughs> so I feel like after a certain grade, after maybe sophomore year, they should allow juniors and seniors to kind of pursue their own interests yeah you have to take your regular math class but you shouldn't be forced to take ap classes and you shouldn't be forced to the idea that you have to take ap's to I mean, get that's into college kind of a stigma you know the stigma like, that you have to take ap's to get into college yeah and but then like it, there's yeah. this one kid who told me that he had not heard of ap classes and he's a senior he has not heard of ap classes until i told him so I was Which I'm a little bit concerned this about. article from youthtruthsurvey.org. And it's saying 87% of students surveyed they want to go to college, while 2.8% do not and 10% aren't sure. However, these students feel tend to feel less prepared for the future careers than they do for college. So they are prepared for college because you're doing education that's what we're doing everything we're doing now is going to be copy pasted into college except easier yeah and only 46 percent of students says that their school has helped it says here my school has helped me figure out which careers match my interests and abilities 46 percent of students say that so that's a very low number when the school is built upon the system that they're supposed to prepare you, you would for think it would be world. closer to a hundred i mean okay there's also this thing of like you have to go to college to be successful right and mm-hmm. you technically you don't like there are people who are successful without wasn't going it, to college what's the amazon guy did you go bill gates and amir khan oh not the amazon guy bill gates right bill gates and who amir khan who's that the guy from like Doom Two or something. I don't know. British professional boxer? No, no, no. Oh, Amir Khan. Yeah. This the Indian guy. actor. This guy. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in that that movie, that Indian movie. Yeah. He's in a lot of Indian movies. He's an Indian actor. <laughs> okay, that guy. They dropped out of college, and then they were successful. But there's this idea. That if you drop, if you don't go to college, if you drop out of high school or college, you're not going to be successful, which is kind of becoming true because if the, no, like, unless you're, unless you make yourself successful and you start your own business or you start your own career or you build your own career path, you're not really going to be able to get like a office job. Well, I mean, if you want to do that without going through college, which Honestly, making your own business would require more expertise that an office job requires college. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of right, though. Um, if you don't have an idea, if you want to freelance, then college can be helpful. To But it's if you want to become a freelancer, it doesn't have to be that you have to go to college in order to become a freelancer. But if you do want to get a job in the future, 
working for a company, then yeah, you might have to go to college. But see, I think school is preparing us for college, but not the real world. And that's they expect college to prepare us for the real world. But college thinks you're already prepared for the real world. Because they expect school to prepare us for the real world. Exactly. So that in the end, ultimately, we don't get prepared for the real world. Like, you get a... See, I feel like school is important because you get an idea of basic subjects and you get the... But you don't school, get the high school is supposed to build life. a platform for your education and college is supposed to build on that platform. So... But see, high school, school is supposed to build a platform. It's supposed to help you figure out what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But we're expected to get hundreds and A's and everything so we can go to college and do one thing. We're expected to also know what we want to be by the time you reach seventh grade. Like, that's also another thing. Like, you can't... There's tons of people who go into college undecided. Teachers will say, oh, you're only in seventh grade. But then you know that you need to know. Yeah, I think taking that time for yourself to actually think about what you want to do is so important. And I think that also they, they prepare you for future careers by building the platform, but it's not the high school's job to go extremely deep into a topic if that's not what the student wants to do in the future. If you don't want to become a geneticist, you're not going to go fully deep into genetics. You're just going to touch on it. And I feel like another really important thing... But if you take a biology course in high school, then you're expected to get a good grade. Even if you want to do it, be like um, a history major. I thought college was supposed to teach you that stuff. Like, you go really deep into it. But then why do we have AP bio? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I feel like now AP courses, I feel like they were created to help students who are 100% sure they want to get into bi- biology. That's what it was created. But now it's just this checkbox thing. Now you're in AP yeah, everything. It's like a show-off thing. It's like the cool new trend to be in every AP class. Like if you want to go into history, you want to go into history, you're in AP history. AP US history, AP AP world history, AP bio, AP lang, AP AP lit, AP calc. And I see it's all because of now it's like um, this. People being AP French, okay? (laughs) Who needs AP French? It's like this now thing that you have to take as many APs as you can and pull the hair strands out of your head. And it has to do with tests too now. I know I take tests just for the grade, and then I I forget everything. But school is supposed to help you remember all this stuff. So the pressure on getting a good grade needs to, like, become lower. I feel like there's too much pressure on students getting good grades, which is why they grind and they study so much for a test and then forget everything. So how is it helpful for the A test is supposed to show how much you know, but then, like, five minutes after, you don't actually know anything. Mm Okay, how long are we in? We, we are 13 minutes. Okay, we okay. should, wait, wait, wait. We should um, probably conclude this segment. Okay. So what is our final consensus? No, it's not. <laughs> I think that it could be improved. I think the weightage of grades at AP classes needs to lower down. School is not preparing us for the real world. And I School think, is preparing us for college. And I think that we need to also um, allow students to like freelance more and tell them that they can do STEM, but they don't have mm-hmm. to. Like, allow, especially seniors, to just explore what they want to do in the future. Um, Technically, senior years just filler year for, like, colleges to then. get um, their, to call, for colleges to read over applications. <laughs> There's literally no point to senior year, which is why no one even tries. Okay.
now we will move on to topic two okay so this is topic two we're doing topic two topic two is um um song analysis and she wants to analyze the lyrics to taylor swift's champagne problems so i guess we're doing that now and she's gonna lead because i don't know anything about taylor swift and she's obsessed with taylor swift so yeah continue um, i would not consider it an obsession she is obsessed with taylor I would swift consider it, um, it's 100% an obsession talent also play taylor at all it's basically wordle but the taylor version of it i guess the daily word um, but I'm not gonna spoil it for anyone because I know me. No one's gonna do it today. Okay, <laughs> but I know me, and that wordle gives me five minutes of status. That's my five minutes of happiness and satisfaction in school every day. Okay, so this song Champagne Problems is from an album called Evermore, and it is a sister album to Folklore. Um, and which she knows because she's obsessed with this. <laughs> no okay so listen i listen to music i don't know what album is a sister album to what other album yeah. i don't even know what a sister album is really it's like just it's just like a continuation so um basically champagne problems is connected to another song on the album called closure uh it's about um this person who is getting proposed to and um this person kind i guess not rejects but so now they're married the end no No. so you're this person is in a relationship and they get proposed to and they turn down the proposal and this is their point of view as to why they turned them down and well why did they turn well you'll see so do you want to introduce the first part, the first four lyrics? I don't know anything about this. You have to introduce the first part. You booked the night train for a reason, so you could sit there in this hurt. Bustling cloud, crowds or clouds or sleeper. You're not sure which is worse. Um, so now that I've given you backgrounds, what do you think this is about? Like just the first um, 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 um. So they got, they proposed and then the person got mad so they left <laughs> on a train on like a red-eye train that makes sense no it doesn't um yes yeah, so it says uh you were where did it go Relax. okay you booked the night train for a reason so you could sit there in this hurt obviously this person has been hurt because well obviously their proposal was rejected um and then they are saying bustling crowds or silent sleepers. You're not sure which is worse. So I found this quote particularly interesting, and actually I did not know what it meant. Um, but let's look at the meaning. Okay, um, sorry, there was just something on the dock on our script that I had to read. Um, so bustling crowds or silent sleepers, according to the website that I was reading from, it apparently has a double meaning. So let me just see what they're saying here. I think it's like a good relationship or a bad relationship. I think so. Bustling crowds or silent sleepers. So it says, um, despite the fact, 
Okay, it says that the the it says bustling crowds or silent sleepers. You're not sure which is worse. So according to this website, it's actually Seventeen. According to Seventeen.com, this line suggests that the person who got rejected in the proposal had a feeling of uncertainty all throughout the relationship, and they kind of had a feeling that this relationship wasn't going to work, but they proposed anyway. Um, like all along, they knew that this relationship was not going to last um okay so they should get a new one a new one a new relationship well, if this one wasn't gonna last they should get themselves a new one yes but it's a song eh. okay um let's see where else can we find interesting things Okay, we should go a little bit faster because it's been five minutes and we have like five minutes left. Okay, okay, okay. Um, let's go back to the lyrics. We can skip the next part. It's just actually crestfallen on the landing. Um, this, this is the third very... lyric of the second set of four. The second set of four. Yeah. Yes. Crestfallen on the landing. Um, I'm not sure what that means. What do you think it means? I think it's interesting. Um, um, what's that thing called? The the, 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 the gospel. No, it's not. The place where people stand and get married. What? The place where people stand and get married. The um, altar. Mm-hmm. The altar. It's the freaking altar. What about the altar? The landing is the altar. Oh, so crestfallen <laughs> on the landing. They're crestfallen on the altar. That makes sense. Yes. Okay. All songs are double meaning. So that actually Also, we sense. could be very tragically wrong. That is always an option. <laughs> so what does champagne problems even mean? Champagne problems, I guess, it's like champagne problems is usually used you in a context. You drink champagne in wedding, and you drink champagne on stream. No. <laughs> I know that you drink champagne in a wedding. I don't know that so you drink champagne, champagne on a train. So champagne is usually had, um, you drink champagne in very fancy places. So champagne problems are, I guess, fancy problems i mean compared to rich big, people problems yeah, rich people crazy problems. rich Asians. compared to real world shout out problems, to what's his name compared to real world problems like natural disasters and poverty these champagne problems are not that big of a deal um so that's what champagne problems are shout out to kevin kwan problem for wealthy people um so in this going back to the song it says your heart was glass, I dropped it. I love this line because she could have easily just said, I broke your heart, but no, she has, it's like, it's like a, it's a It's metaphor. the champagne glass. Yeah, it's like, the, your heart was glass and I dropped it, it's broken. And then it says, Dom Perignon, you brought it, no crowd of friends applauded, your hometown skeptics called it champagne problems. Um, so Dom Perignon is a champagne and they're bringing this champagne to the, engagement party or the proposal and they're expecting everyone to clap when the proposal goes well but it doesn't so no one is clapping it says you had a speech you're speechless love slipped beyond your reaches and i couldn't give a reason champagne problems so i guess at an engagement party you have Bro, a she's just rubbing it in at this point this is sad <laughs> she's literally rubbing this man's pain in no. what is this you had a speech, your speechless love is beyond your reaches. That is rubbing it in. No, she's like, I turned you down. Boom. There you go. Roasted. She is rubbing it in. I have not seen the song before. I am literally just realizing. She is rubbing these problems in. 
Okay. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is, um... This are, is cruel. This is from an album called Evermore, and it's about stories that she's writing. This is not real. This did not happen in her life. I think it was, like... It's, it's a wasn't there a story. thing where she um, was writing from her friend's point of view? Um, probably. She writes from a lot of people's point of views, but, um... She talks about how the Dom Perignon, they opened up the bottles in anticipation of the engagement. However, um, the proposal, the person who was proposed was turned down. You know how we're reading like Nathaniel Hawthorne in English? I don't understand Nathaniel Hawthorne. But see... I read it on Sparknotes. In, in like 2050, Taylor Swift is going to be the new Nathaniel Hawthorne. Probably, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. She'll be the new Shakespeare. Taylor Swift is going to be the next okay, okay. Nathaniel Hawthorne. Continue. Everyone, just brace yourself for this amazing bridge. Every Swifty can recite this bridge by heart. This bridge of champagne promise is iconic. It starts with your Midas touch on the Chevy door, November flush in your flannel cure. This storm was once a madhouse. I made a joke, well, it's made for me, how? Um, well, your Midas touch on the Chevy door, Midas, King Midas, was the gold guy, right? Yes, the gold guy. Turned into gold. So that's explaining how she felt around this person. Cursed. Um, he felt, she felt cursed. Yeah. She is rubbing it in. <laughs> sure. November flesh in your flannel cure this door. My dad me. says you have to eat here. He says what pizza? Um... Hold up, we're gonna be right back. Okay, the pizza issue has been resolved. Continuing with Taylor Swift and um, her rubbing it in. Continue. She's not rubbing She's it in. She's rubbing it in. Nathaniel Hawthorne, continue. Okay, uh, Taylor says that Champagne Problems is the one where long-time college sweethearts had very different plans for the same night. One to end it and one who brought a ring. So, that is, that is, um... No, she's literally rubbing it in. <laughs> and, see, so they're apparently college friends. And I guess that has to, there's a lyric They're college says, friends or college sweethearts? College sweethearts. And there's a... There's then they were together in college. This dorm was once a madhouse. I made a joke. Well, it's made for me. However, green are a group of friends. So it shows that they they're they're they have like a dorm. They have a group of friends. It's like you're getting the college vibe to it. Um, then she says uh, after that lyric, she goes on to say, um, and soon they'll have the nerve to deck the halls that we once walked through. So what does that mean? What do you think that means? I have no idea. It could be like they were together there and then now they're sad and now the hallway that they walked through is happy. I don't know. What do you think it means? They'll have the nerve to deck the halls that we once walked through. I guess it's kind of like at one point the group of friends that they have have like have like got past this relationship breakup and they're moving past but these two people still aren't so soon they'll have the nerves to deck the halls that we once walked about i don't know this is i did not plan this earlier 
Um, we tried to. It didn't really work. Yeah. And then to finish it off, what else? What other important lyrics? Because we are running out of time. What other lyrics can we say? Hmm. Pick a lyric. What lyric does sound interesting to you? She wanted me such a lovely friend. Oh, well, that's pretty straightforward, that lyric. She would have made well, it's different from the ones we saw before. It says, one for the money, two for the show. I never was ready, so I watch you go. Sometimes you just don't know the answer till someone's on their knees and asks you. So you just don't know the answer. She was not expecting him to propose. She didn't know the answer if he did propose until the I mean, except for those few, like, sketchy people that plan proposals together mm-hmm. and then propose. Well, yeah, that's... Do people do that? People do that. It takes the excitement out of it. It does. Like, why would you want that? Like, they're doing it for the Instagram picture, though. Well, that's one for the money, two for the show. Oh, wow. (laughs) One for, two for the show, apparently. That's, that's my connection. She would have made such a lovely bride. What a shame she's effed in the head, (laughs) they said. But you'll find the real thing instead. She'll patch up your tapestry oh, that I, I found this detail this is interesting i found it as a comment on youtube i get like the people on youtube have such amazing comments it says sometimes you just don't know the answer they should start a podcast they should sometimes you just don't know the answer till someone's on their knees and asks you and they're saying that when you propose you get down on one knee but here it's knees plural. oh here, however, this person got down on one knee to propose. He went down on both knees, signifying begging and representing helplessness and desperation, imploring this person to Taylor stay. Swift is Nathaniel Hawthorne. This only solidifies it. Okay, this is very interesting. Oh, here it says, I found another comment. It says, you won't remember all my champagne problems. This person is saying that the the person that got rejected will eventually move on and resent the narrator, but they, the person who got rejected will never know how much the narrator went through and how much so-called guilt that the narrator felt after this happened. And the lyrics- No, because isn't that a thing? Like you, um, you hear the perspective of the people, of the person who got rejected, but you don't know what the person who did, who did the rejecting mm-hmm. felt, you know? Mm-hmm. oh here's another one one for the money two for the show i never was ready so i watch you go this person says that the phrase one for the money two for the show is part of a rhyme the full rhyme goes one for the money two for the show three to get ready and four to go um this i feel like the remaining go. the remaining uh, part of that isn't it doesn't really fit with the context three to get ready and four to go she's leaving it means ready set go she's leaving so the narrator doesn't oh, continue yeah, that's the narrator, this person is saying the narrator is not continuing this full rhyme because they were not ready to go to marriage. So, that annotation test you did in English, mm-hmm. the quote <coughs> the quote should have been from Taylor Swift. It should have. Because it says what um, three to get ready and four to go, but she doesn't say the rest of it because they were never ready to actually go and move forward. They were not re- never ready to get married. This is why you analyze the lyrics, People guys. on YouTube are so smart. Let me see if I can find anything else interesting. Wow. Yeah, I feel like for this episode, we're about to hit like 35 minutes. But that's fine. <laughs> I think. Yeah, see, this that again. That could be fine. Plural. Um, your heart was glass. I dropped it. 
Oh, here. This dorm was once a madhouse. I made a joke while it's made for me. And apparently, according to this person, it means that um, these two college sweethearts were together. They trusted each other since the beginning. But now it says here. They like since they they trust each other from the beginning, but now that trust is kind of lost, I guess because um, they were not. They both had different ideas for the same night. Um, I mean, one of them did really have an idea. True. <laughs> it says bustling cl- crowds or silent sleepers. You're not sure which is worse. Um, this person is saying once you're in despair, you don't feel like like talking to people you're kind of just in your own bubble and you're left alone with your thoughts but also you kind of when you're in like pain you want to be alone but you also don't is what this is saying because if you're in alone then you, like this whole no because like, first of all you don't want to share your pain with other people yeah, but you also don't want to be and alone you don't and want to tell people your pain because that's personal but then you don't want to sit there in your silence yeah. and m- misery and sit in a bucket of ice cream silence can be loud and that's ironic but it can be but you have tear ice cream and no one wants that right so you you, i think that's according to this person it's actually this taylor swift section is 16 minutes okay well that is the end of this section (laughs) that is the end of the my credit goes to the youtube comment section my credit goes to taylor swift please don't sue us for copyright infringement we really hope that this does not break any laws (laughs) really 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 hope that doesn't break any laws all credit for this song goes to taylor swift all credit for all the lyrics goes to taylor swift taylor is a genius um and william battery aka joe alwyn who wrote this with her google says that he was a co-writer Yes, William Barry. We're gonna trust Google. It's <laughs> his pseudonym. What's his real name? Joe real Alwyn. Name. Joe so, Alwyn. No one he went no wonder he went with William Barry. <laughs> and nobody in the music business named Joe. Okay. Okay, that is the end of topic two. Thank you. Okay, this okay. is the last segment. Welcome to the last segment. Congrats. This you is the conclusion. <laughs> If you stay I'm excited to see how long this is. Oh, do you want to tell them about the face cookie? Oh, yes. If you stay till the end, you are amazing. And, and you, you get, get to hear cookie. about the face cookie. You get to hear about the face cookie. So we got these cookies. Then we have these small plates, right? They're like snack plates. The cookie is the size of the plate. Like, it's the size of my whole hand. And it's covered in... um frosting and we've been here for 40 minutes straight and yes. we have not finished the cookie oh we found it on google google giant um smiley face cookies and you'll you'll see the cookie okay this is the end of episode two we got through episode two i'm excited to see how long Did episode two is gonna end hole? up to be Did we, go into the rabbit hole? we run into something <laughs> this is exactly what we had oh it is it's even the same smile creepy smile <laughs> okay giant cookie i think that's the end okay so that is the end okay so cue thank exit you music goodbye cue Bye. exit music